Welcome to Parents' Rights Now, a production of Parents' Rights in Education, hosted by Suzanne Gallagher. We are committed to valuing students, empowering parents, and supporting communities to secure great educations for public school children in America. PRE welcomes all students, families, and community members who care about scholastic success for K-12 public school students. Visit our website, parentsrightsined.org, and like us on Facebook. Join us by filling out the form on our website titled, Join Us. You will find information regarding issues and information about local and state chapters. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. It is Thursday, the 2nd of February. And wow, I don't know if you heard the last podcast. You've got to go back and listen to it if you haven't. Um, I was so excited about this revelation pertaining to free speech. Free speech in public schools by teachers. That was the ruling in Newburgh, Oregon. Poor little Newburgh, they have been the epicenter of all things controversial in the state. And um, and those uh, valiant four conservatives uh, majority, actually there's more than four now. I think the entire board went conservative which is pretty cool. That's a story in itself. Uh, We're so proud of them and how they hung in there and just stayed the course. And now they're all conservative. Why? Because when they, when they gained the, um, the majority, well, the other three members just kind of threw up their hands and said, it's not worth it. We're out. Ha ha. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So here's the latest. Um, you know, I think that, I think the ruling was a win-win, right? It was a win-win. And, um, I have some more thoughts on that. I wanted to share with you today. It's like one thing leads to another and, and, you know, you, you start analyzing all the different angles of an issue and suddenly, you know, you've got a major debate and, uh, you know, we're, we're on the winning side of this. I am just confident and so excited. And I think you should be, um, I think you should be inspired. Um, that's what we want to do. We want to inspire you. We are done being on the defense. And I have a story to, that I'm going to leave you with today about that. Okay, you know, we receive inquiries every day from parents across the United States and beyond. And of course, they find us because of our name, Parents' Rights in Education. That is the issue, and it actually has been for decades. Uh, When you take your kids to a public school and you drop them off, you expect that they are going to respect you as the parent, that I I do with my own, with our own kids, with our our adult children, uh, when their children are in our home uh, and they want another, you know, helping of ice cream or, or pretty much anything, uh, and their parents are, you know, in the house, we defer to the parent. The parent is in charge, unless, of course, we are caring for them. And of course, then we set the rules, you know, my house, my rules. But for the most part, we are respecting the parents and their wishes uh, for their own kids. 
So in the early 90s, um, you know, this was an issue. That was when I first got involved. And now it's a crisis. Public education bureaucrats want to control our children. They believe that parents are incapable of raising their children. I mean, seriously, that's what they think about parents. Uh, so it is so disrespectful and so wrong and so unconstitutional. At least that's their excuse, okay, for usurping our rights. They say, well, you know, the parents today, they don't know how to raise their kids. And that's not going to fly, is it? No, we're not going to allow that. Parents do have rights, and they have natural rights and constitutional rights. And, you know, our Constitution is very respectful of our inalienable rights, which are rights given to us by God. In other words, we don't get our rights from the government. It's the role of government to protect our God-given natural rights. When you have a baby, when your baby is born, everything changes. Suddenly, the world gets serious, doesn't it? We start paying attention to what's important and how our children will be impacted. We don't need to pass... a a parent's bill of rights. Our constitution, our U.S. constitution already covers it. And if you check into your state law, you will find multiple statutes allowing for parents to access curriculums in the school and weigh in on policy decisions at the school board level. The United States Supreme Court ruled five times in favor of parental rights, overturning state control of children. Oregon and other states have violated these rulings by passing laws superseding those rights. Now, when that happens, what law supersedes the bad law that they passed? Well, it's the Constitution of the United States. This is what the Supreme Court said about Oregon. The child is not the mere creature of the state. The state of Oregon, by forcing parents to place their children in public school, unreasonably interfered with the liberty of parents and guardians to direct the upbringing of their children under their control. And that reference is Pierce versus Society of Sisters. Yes, well, and according to the ACLU, all kids living in the United States have the right to a free public education. And the Constitution requires that all kids be given equal educational opportunity, no matter what their race, ethnic background, religion, or sex, or whether they are rich or poor. Now, I want to... Um, emphasize the term equal educational opportunity. Not every student is going to have equal outcome. What we are seeing is blatant, verbal, and discriminatory attacks on, on certain people groups based on sex or gender, sexual orientation, which, of course, heterosexuals fall under that category, by the way. We, we have a sexual orientation too, don't we? Race, that would be skin color. And by the way, white is a color. Religion, 
including Christian, Muslim, Jewish. And these are the very issues that progressives are claiming they support. However, they are practicing discrimination themselves, aren't they? Uh, Because they are calling uh, white people oppressors. Excuse me. (laughs) That... That, that is not constitutional. And according, according to the ACLU, uh, should not be allowed. So that is why I am calling this banner policy ruling in Oregon a win, because it recognizes that everyone has the right to express their own opinion without judgment and ridicule. And that includes all school staff, teachers, and students. They all have the right, according to this ruling, to express their beliefs, their political beliefs. In 2018, I wrote about a lawsuit a student, Addison Barnes, filed against Liberty High School in Hillsborough, Oregon, in defense of his free speech rights. He wore his border wall t-shirt to school and was asked to leave if he did not take it off or cover it up. Barnes attorney Mike McLean said, and I quote, if people are offended by his shirt, that's their right to be offended. But it's also his right to have his opinion as well. The constitutional line isn't who's offended, The constitutional line is, is there a specific and clear disturbance being created by the expression of the student's political speech? Now, this is a very interesting case. Uh, It's no surprise that Liberty High called Barnes out for wearing a shirt encouraging the state to crack down on illegal immigration. Hillsboro schools' hallways and classrooms often display posters promoting sanctuary city and the rights for illegal aliens. In fact, the posters are <laughs> are pretty amazing. Here they are in the hallway, in the school hallway. And the first one uh, that I'm looking at it says that no human being is illegal. And it shows a um, Hispanic couple, dark-skinned couple, um, standing in front of a a chain-link fence, holding on to the fence. And um, at the top of the poster, it states, uh, no human being is illegal in Spanish. Another poster in the school uh, says, Sanctuary City, welcome home. And the third poster is about a social justice tour. It's an event uh, brought to you by GHS Clubs, Latino Leadership, Racial Equity, Gender Sexuality Alliance, that would be the GSA Clubs, and the College and Career Center. Inspire your future by making a plan. Now, the assistant principal, Dr. Ryan Fear, F-E-A-R, entered Addison Barnes' first period class, People and Politics, that's the name of the course, People and Politics, and asked him to step into the hall to talk. Now, he had his t-shirt on, the Build-A-Wall t-shirt, 
which was referring to the border wall that the newly elected president, Donald Trump, was planning to build on our southern border. Now, the assistant principal explained that there were complaints from a teacher and two students about a shirt. It was offensive, she said, and she required that he either remove the shirt or put on a jacket, or he could probably turn it inside out as well, but nobody was to see what was on the front of that t-shirt. So Addison thought about that, and because he's a strong-minded kid and one to be respected, he chose to stand his ground and wear the shirt and not wear a jacket over it and cover it up. And he, so he went back into class and did that. And during this same class period, Ryan Fear sent a security guard back to the classroom to escort Addison to administrative offices. By the way, there are no cameras in the classrooms. So somebody in that classroom probably texted the vice principal to let her know that this this young man is not going along with her directive. Ryan Fear informed Addison that she could suspend him up to 10 days. She stated Addison did not have the right to wear his shirt as it violated the rights of others. And while he was at school, he did not have First Amendment rights. She actually told him that. <laughs> Good heavens! In this case, while it appears to parents' rights in education, school administrators are concerned only with protecting the rights for illegals, not legal citizens who support the rule of law. While we applaud Addison Barnes for paving the way to real equality in Oregon schools. This is coming at a very opportune time for parents' rights in education, because as I've been telling you for the last several months, we are working on um, an all-new look and new websites, one for every state in the United States and one for our national organization. We're streamlining everything. You are going to love it. I am so excited. We also want to add a platform where we can get referrals from people like you guys, parents out there in the communities who are faced with these kinds of challenges and are looking for legal help. Now, you know, we, Parents' Rights in Education, is not a legal organization. We don't, we don't, we're not attorneys, but we know attorneys and there's some amazing um, pro bono firms as well as other attorneys who uh, who really care about these issues that we're faced with. And they're not happy, like we're not happy, and they want to see things change. So um, so we're working on a platform that will allow you to fill out a form, an inquiry form for legal help. And stay tuned. Can't wait to launch that. It's going to be coming very soon. Thanks so much for listening today. This is Parents' Rights Now. Please check your show notes for links pertinent to this podcast. Please consider making a monthly contribution to Parents' Rights in Education. We need your help. We have 
big plans in mind. And because of a very generous one-time contribution of $25,000, we are challenging our listeners and our readers, all of our supporters, to match that. Gives $12 a month. If there were only 500 of you, that would tally up to $6,000 a month, almost tripling the $25,000 check we just received in one year. Be part of that club. We call it the 12 by 12 club. A link to our website is in the show notes or go to parentsrightsined.org. See you soon.